Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you, Jeff. It's Halloween week yet again. Ooh. It happens every week. Nope. Yep. Happens every year. Happens every single week. <laughs> it feels like it happens every single week because... Because you know, everybody's always wearing their costumes. No, you know, they're be- all fake people. Because, <laughs> because we have to think about getting into these stupid costumes and showing out once a year at all these parties. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, real tough life. I know. Tough life. I have to come up with one clever idea. <laughs> well, no, because last year there were two, right? Yeah. But here's the bigger issue is that you killed it last year. You were Dennis Graham, uh-huh. Drake's father. Yep. Two different parties, two different... Dennis Grams. Yeah, because he, he mixes high and low, right? Yeah. So you sort of have to mix the um, the, the, the sweatsuit with the hard bottoms with yeah. the square toe. <laughs> yeah, and then you yeah. also have the one where he's wearing like a nice suit, but then matching it with Jordans. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And then there's always the matching do-rag. And, and it, it, there was such a big reaction last year to your costume. Yeah. Both nights. I don't think I'm going to top it. Well, but no, that, that's fine. That was, that was the goal, or that was, that was the issue. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't have that issue. I think you have that issue. I, I do. I was concerned on your behalf, Jeff. I don't care. Are are you going to do it? Am I going to top it? Yes. I, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, that's a that's a that's a great costume I did last year. But you do have an idea for this year. Sure. I have an idea for this year. Yeah. Um, We've we've put a bunch of work, probably more than necessary. I don't think I put in that much work. <laughs> you don't think so? I bought a white the mental sweatshirt. Work, the mental work. Now did, I just have to get something printed on it. Did you think that you were going to be anything else than this right yes, here? Yes, okay. I had so many ideas. Okay, see, a lot of work. A lot of work. It, well, I mean, sure, there were, there were mental gymnastics trying to figure out what I was going to be, right? The first thing I thought I was going to be was Jeff the Stallion. Okay. Didn't have anything beyond the, the name. The idea. I just was like, Jeff the Stallion is a great idea. But... But then I looked up horse costumes on <laughs> Amazon and found too much work. A thousand dollars. I was like, oh, uh, too much money. Yeah. Okay. So uh, there was that. There was that. The other one I thought of shaving my head and becoming Bad Bunny. Okay. <laughs> That's nice. We have to travel uh, on Friday, so you would have gone to TSA as as a uh, Nelly Ortiz's favorite person. Yeah. I mean, who even cares about going <laughs> about traveling as Bad Bunny? The fact is that I no, would. No, I'm saying like. <laughs> When we're in Atlanta for the next week, are you going to be like... It's my life. Yeah, what are you I'm talking saying, about? Who cares I, about Atlanta? No. I would be running around looking like bad, but I would have a design in my head. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying whatever interviews we do... Who cares about interviews? Just try I, and live my life. I guess just me. <laughs> yeah. You want to hear what my uh, half-baked costume ideas were? Uh, sure. Okay. I thought of one idea where I would dress up like the old man from the Pixar movie Up. Okay. And I would say all the way up. So, oh, so, so that's that's one. Wait, so you, there's like three things that are old about that idea. So it's a triple entendre. So okay, sold. I should have done that. Should have so done number it. Number two. Uh huh. I thought, you know, Jesus is King is the new Kanye album, which I have not listened to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is out there. You have not listened to it. No. Okay. Uh, but just the title alone, I thought Jesus is King. Okay, a guy named Jesus. So maybe like um. I don't know, a mechanic or something like that, you know, with a with a patch to Jesus uh-huh. and a crown and Jesus is king. Or by the way, I'm really into this idea. Well, then I, I thought it was okay. Uh-huh. And then I thought the Jesus from The Big Lebowski. Your favorite movie. And so um that could have been a cool thing. That's a lot of hard work. How is that a lot of hard work? So I made it into a um you could Instagram have, you post. could have just uh, had a goatee. Mm-hmm. You need a, a ponytail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. You need like a, a mechanic's jumpsuit, right? That's like what he wears. No, like a purple. You should probably see the movie again. <laughs> what is he, what does he wear? He wears like a purple 
jumper. Yeah, it, it, it's not a it's not a mechanics thing. It's more like flair than that. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I, feel I don't like think these things are readily accessible. There's not a lot of. I'm gonna say no. There's not a lot of daylight there. I feel like between a fancy between uh, 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 jumpsuit and n- a a uh, mechanics well jumper. Jeff, this is why you're not in fashion. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you there. But okay. let's talk about the Kanye thing because it's not just the music that's out. There's a movie or It's not a movie. I went to see a an IMAX experience. Is that I, how they pitched it? I have no idea, but okay. it's not it's not a movie. It's yeah. only 30 minutes and there's no arc. It's like a graduate film. What it is is there's a bunch of clips of Kanye and the Sunday service performing different gospel songs so you went not even ones that are in the album you went because i went because our friend david cho had an extra ticket and i was like i mean if we're gonna see this other movie after yeah you might as well might as well see this 30 minute thing right beforehand and and apparently well i thought it was unnecessary but apparently everybody else did too because we were the only ones in the theater aside from like four other people so there were (laughs) there were six people in the theater a handful of people how were how many people could have fit Hundreds. Oh. <laughs> it, it's the biggest IMAX theater in All the country. Right. It's 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 wow. the biggest IMAX like screen. So, a little private experience here. Hundreds of seats that were empty. Did you feel like you could have stood up and clapped freely and joined in well, with the? Well, the kid directly in front of us had his um, hands over his ears, <laughs> and was like, and was laughing. He, I don't. I he don't, doesn't want to accept the word of God. Is that? Is that I don't it? know if he was on the spectrum or something. You but did see this on a Sunday. I did see it on a Sunday. Did it feel like you went to a religious? A religious? Uh, I would say there is very little religious uh, stuff within that thing. Did you get any Jesus from the the experience? No. Hmm. Like it's an aesthetic. So All it is is an aesthetic. There's no like once you consider like the religion that's in that the 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 filmed thing or or even what what Kanye is doing these events yeah it's not it's not a religious experience hmm. you know i think that there there are people who believe in jesus and kanye believes in jesus but this is an aesthetic and this there are is, people who believe in kanye right yeah so did you feel like your 30 minutes was worth your time there i was bored yeah how um, how quickly well, but also I was like, oh, like there's some interesting things within this. You know, right. I, I don't think it's a complete loss. I think that there's some visual things that are interesting. I think that um, the sound is perfect. The sound of the of the actual performances mm-hmm. within that uh, IMAX experience mm-hmm. movie, not movie thing. Sunday, yeah. Are it's so well recorded, but it's also just like it's it's only one angle. You know, it's 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 you're just, bored. I was bored. Was, was David bored? Uh, yeah. Okay. I think that like there were things that David liked probably more than I did. But did it make you want to listen to the music afterwards? There's one song that I, that is actually played in the thing that I would like to hear. Yeah. One original song. Yeah. From the album. So that's the one that's Kanye with clips and Kenny G. But otherwise, you you just haven't been. Um, I haven't heard any of it. I'm not really interested in hearing it. But I also feel like. If I don't listen to it and I have some sort of judgment on it, then mm-hmm. I am a hater. Sure. And so I don't want to be a hater. I'd, I'd like to know what I'm talking about at least. So I, I, I'm interested in that level, but I'm also just not interested. Well, that's the other that's the other side of it, right? Where it's like, 
I don't have to listen because I'm not interested in listening. I don't have right. to say anything about it, but There's it's just not a part of my life. There's 65,000 songs that hit the internet every single day. Is that I, right? Yeah, so I don't have to listen to that. those 10 or whatever. Man. But, you know, if everybody's talking about it, I think it'd probably be better for me to listen to it. And the movie you saw after? Uh, I saw Jojo Rabbit. Ah, I saw that uh, the week before. And? It's really good. Phenomenal, right? I was thinking while I was sitting there, I was like, would this be a good two Jews and two black Jews episode? Probably not, but... You don't think so? No. Okay. I don't think that. I don't think it would hold Sheik's attention. Okay, that's probably fair. Yeah. But that's not to say that Sheik is like the average movie watcher. No, no, I'm saying for that... It is an excellent film. I highly recommend it. I recommended it to you and just about everybody else that I've come into contact with recently. Mm-hmm. Jojo Rabbit, go see that. It's available probably everywhere right yeah. now. Uh, it's spreading. It's not available everywhere, but okay. it is spreading. I also saw Parasite which is uh, probably one of the most talked about movies this year as well, mm-hmm. uh, which is really good. Recommend? Yeah. All right. Uh, I do also want to take time now to mention, Jeff, that uh, shout out to our friends John and Alex who have a store called 83 Futures because this weekend out in Long Beach, California, they're going to be at Complex Con booth number B43. It's right by the Reebok booth. And they are doing something that is really, really special, which is you will be able to get your hands on original works by people like Jeff Staple and Naturel, Mr. Cartoon, Earl Mack, and more only, and this is serious, only this way if you register to become an organ donor. And it's really awesome. It is not just, you know, style for style's sake. This is actually doing something where you can save eight lives by becoming a donor and heal 75 more, and there it is. 83 Futures. So in Complex Con Long Beach this weekend, you will be able to play games. You'll be able to pick up some dope merch and you'll meet people like Freeway is going to be there. Our friend Freeway. That's awesome. Especially because Freeway is the beneficiary of an organ donation and that honestly saved his life. Shout out to Freeway. Shout out to 83 Futures. Um, I know that Bun B stopped by Complex Con Chicago and well, at their booth. At their booth. Yeah. And this is really a really cool thing that we're involved in. We have contributed shoes to be a part of this really dope thing called A Piece of Me, a custom shoe project by 83 Futures. Garrickson, the Philadelphia custom shop, is going to be taking shoes from us, from Bun B, from Jeff Staple, from Paul Rodriguez, from Just Blaze Freeway, and more, and making them custom one-of-ones You do not want to miss this. The only way you'll be able to get your hands on them is going to the booth at 83 Futures. If you are not in ComplexCon, go to 83futures.com regardless and go save some lives. Jeff, who's on the podcast today? On the podcast today is our good friend Smoke Dizza. Smoke Dizza, Harlem's own. He has a new project out. It's called Statue of Limitations with Benny the Butcher. Which, I mean, like, yes, the music is obviously great, but... The artwork is probably the best of the year. So, so we're going to take out uh, Benny the Butcher. We're going to take out Smoke Dizzle. We're going to take out Pete Rock. The artwork. The artwork is the best of the year. Is, is what we're here for. <laughs> yeah, just just look at it. Statue of Limitations is uh, available to look at mm-hmm. on all streaming platforms. He's one of the most prolific rappers of our generation. He's worked with all of your favorites and has a million projects on the way with all of your favorites. Smoke Dizz is also one of our funniest friends, and, you know, it's always a treat to talk wrestling. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, as, as two huge <laughs> wrestling fans. Yeah. What do we call ourselves? Wrestleheads. Wrestleheads. Yeah. That's the, that's the actual term, I believe, that you see every Monday night on um, whatever Raw. the show is. Yeah. yeah. 
Raw sounds right. <laughs> Shout out to um, all of our fellow wrestleheads out there. Yeah. Smoke. <laughs> Wrestleheads unite. <laughs> Smoke Dizza has a lot to say. We talk about his jobs growing up. We talk about how he's maintained his relevancy. And we talked about, most recently, him hanging out with Rihanna. He met up with Rihanna. Jeff, when do you want to get into this episode? Right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. 600 Benz, a.k.a. The Autobahn. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. My Girl's Polo Down, a.k.a. She Give Me Rubbin' Tugby. <laughs> <laughs> that was a crowd music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> got here this is coming close to being like one of the most regular people you're not 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 your regular i'm saying you've made regular appearances on this podcast you might be one of like the top top you've been here now this is your fourth time fourth time i mean because you guys are my friends in real life in real life chats i know yeah it's like a little you know can you tell us apart of course. I, I mean, at this point, yeah, I know. you know, it's like, okay, this is Eric, this is Jeff, this is the life. On you know? some level, there are people who are just like, oh, yeah, it's the real. They're just like, they see us out and they're like, oh, it's the real. Not like, hey, Eric, or hey, Jeff, or any of that. It's honestly weird when people can tell us apart. You think so? I think so. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm weird. I mean, I'm, <laughs> weird no, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, I don't appreciate it. <laughs> I'm just saying you're a rarity. Yo. Yeah. That's yeah. A, but every time you sense. come up here, there's always good energy around. There's always good projects coming up but before we get to all that the best energy the best project that you've been a part of recently is your instagram <laughs> with rihanna oh yo you, i've never had so many people ask me how good a person smells yo yo, yo. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one question that anybody wants to always know about her smells like. yeah that shit is like so random to me like i got girls i got my friends they like yo like I gotta know, like, oh, so what she smell like? Like, that was, like, the beginning of the conversation for every conversation I had in the last three days. <laughs> Even for my mother. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, your <laughs> like, mom calls. Sean, I seen you with Rihanna. Like, <laughs> I seen it on Facebook. Like, what? I Yo. It on Facebook. But anyway, like, <laughs> but, you know, shit, I guess, yeah, she smells like a woman. Yeah. yeah. Just to give people the sort of perspective, this was at Rolling Loud. Yeah. Backstage, yeah, I actually bumped into Rihanna. We was oh, just real casual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I bumped yeah. into her. You know, <laughs> we happened we, to meet backstage. Yeah. <laughs> nah, we was going through security together. Like I um was just finished performing and just you know making my rounds, and that's just how it happened. Because I told Jeff about it, he hadn't seen it yet, and he's like, I wonder how they got together. And I, well, said, I didn't know that it was at Rolling Loud. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It was definitely at Rolling. But my Loud. answer, yeah. like first thing, I was just like, weed, you know, like yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that, that that's where you would connect. Common answer, but um, but you're more than that. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm more than that. Yeah, yeah, you're got, you're got, going through security. Yeah, you know, I had a nice smile. What yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, had you met her before? Nah, it was my first time meeting. Was she nice? She was amazing. There you go. And she smelled okay. Yeah, <laughs> she, she smelled like a woman. <laughs> was she was she running with like a big sort of entourage, all of ASAP? Oh, yeah. I mean, she was got it. Rocky. But, yeah. Um, I didn't even really see who she was with. Like I'm, she was with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know when we ran, when we crossed paths, it wasn't really nobody to stop us from crossing. Paths. And is that actually something where it's like, because you've been around a lot of people who are like, of you know the highest celebrity. Right. Is it weird? I mean, like she's like 
On Unnatural, level. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's a goddess. Yeah. You know, it's just... It's Rihanna. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I seen her, I smiled, I'm like, oh shit, that's Rihanna. Yeah. Like, and she took pictures with, like, Hovain, she took pictures with you, she took pictures with... Yeah, yeah. You know, we had a good little bro, like, a little bro moment. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was the one that spotted her, like, oh my God, that's fucking Rihanna. Yo. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh shit, oh shit. I'm like, yo. Were you the first one to ask for a picture? Nope. Wow. I was the last one. Look at you. I was the Played last it cool. One. I took the yeah. pictures for everybody else. That's everybody. really nice of you. And then I got the last one. I'm like, was there any question as to what your caption was going to be? I had a few of them. I had a few of them, like, you know, I got personal stabs, <laughs> but, but I just, you know, I just settled for a real generic. Really fucking just, cool. It's just really fucking cool. It was classic. You know? So I just left it with that. That was great. We've seen you a bunch recently um, at Joe Fresh Goods. Did a pop-up in New York. That's we saw God. you. But uh, one of the most exciting things that I can remember of late was when uh, I caught up with you the night that Bun and Static were doing their collaboration oh, true, album. True, true, so we're out in Brooklyn night. at Static's studio. You're there, Method Man's there, um, CJ Flies, a lot of people like yeah, moving casual. in and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just just a, a bunch of friends hanging out. Yo, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, Crick came through. A lot, a lot of people were there. Yeah, you jumped on this song with Bun, right? And like maybe there was going to be a third person on it. Didn't know there wasn't a hook anything. You're there. You do your verse like in a second. You're done. And then Static's talking to the live feed on Title and is like, Yo. Fat Joe, I know you're watching. If you want to, you know, come through, you know the address. So half an hour later, I'm standing like in the studio behind the door, trying to like stay out of everyone's way and enjoy the collaborations and all that. Mm -hmm. And who walks in but Fat Joe? And Fat Joe was like, let me let me hear what you guys have, because Bun's telling him about like different songs and what the ideas are, the themes are. And he hears the beat that you are on with bun and he's like that's the one and he starts doing his like you know fat like mm -hmm. dance and all that and he's like yo i'm i'm on this one didn't matter like the subject matter didn't matter that it didn't have a hook he got on killed it did the hook and then did the hook right have you ever worked with fat joe before <clears throat> nah joe's one of my favorite people and um i was actually on the live stream after i left because i think i did my verse and i was like all right, let me just, you know. You did your work. a lot going on. Yeah. I don't want to be in the way. Let me just, you know, go fade to black. And I just happened to just tune into the live stream. <laughs> and I see Joe in there and Joe going crazy over the record. And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> I'm like, fat Joe about to get on that shit. And I, I was talking to the live stream or whatever in static, like, yo, come back. <laughs> and I made the U-turn. Like, let's get it. Let's get back over there. It was actually me and Westside Gun. Yeah. And, um, and we got back over there and... That was just a moment. And the illest part of that was, you know, Bun pulled me aside and was like, you know, you deserve this. This is what you get for being a real one. You know what I mean? You That's awesome. Stay down. So That's really awesome. Yeah. Like two legends. And you're you're on there for eternity. Yeah. That's that real. One of those moments. You know what I mean? So That's God, so dope. Yeah, yeah. Much love to Bun B and Fat Joe. Most two definitely. Of my guys. What was your first time meeting uh, West Side? All the all the Buffalo guys. Like, how did you link up with them? I um shit. I might have got over gunning them. I want to say like late twenty fifteen, maybe. And um, we got acquainted over wrestling because you know we got 
that's our our mutual passion. Yeah. And um, you know, I put out this this uh series called Ringside every WrestleMania where I rap over wrestling theme music and shit. And um, you know, everybody in that lane of wrestling, we kinda all have this bond where we just stick together. And I never met Wes at that point, but he had a record named Mr. Fuji. Mm. And Which I'm, we as wrestling fans <laughs> are really into because yeah. for the listeners, yeah. Yeah. Jeff knows nothing yeah. about wrestling. He hates it. Huge wrestling fan. <laughs> however, however, we call ourselves wrestleheads. Wrestleheads. Yeah. Marks yeah. for sure. But um, I am a smart. Yeah. yeah. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. But um, he had a song. Him and our Conway had a song called Mr. Fuji, and he was like, "Yo, we want to get you on a remix for um one of his uh tapes that was coming out." And he sent it, and you know me, like if I fuck with you, I fuck with you. So I did the verse in like mm, two, three hours, sent it back to him. And we just, you know, from there, that was where our relationship started. Just, that's long you know. for you, uh, two or three hours for yeah, a verse, right? Because like, I know, that's you, just, no, that's how I sent it back. I might have did the verse in <laughs> 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, after just doing everything else I had to do, I was like, cool, I sent it back in like two hours. Yeah. But, um,. I think we linked at that WrestleMania, whatever the year was in like Orlando. He was like, yo, I'm out here. I'm like, oh shit, I'm out here too. Pull up. We was at uh, some function with like Jim Ross or some shit. Something funny where I, I asked him if I could smoke weed. Like, uh, you know, my thing is, is this smoke dizzle friendly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, know, so. you don't even need the dizzle part. Is this smoke <laughs> friendly? But yeah. I just say smoke dizzle friendly because it's actually cool. Yeah. 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 So I'm yeah. like, is this smoke dizzle friendly? Because mm-hmm. they know I'm not trying to smoke a cigarette. You know yeah, what smoke yeah, yeah. is trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> so black and mild. Black and mild. Right. So, you know, I smoked the black and mild with Jim Ross. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and um, Tony Schiavone. Mm-hmm. My good guy, my my guys. I'm saying mm-hmm, even though I don't know who you're talking it's about. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of people get it. By the way, that's how my that's my interview style anyway. Right. <laughs> yeah, just, just shout like, out to AEW. Just yeah. mm, oh, yo, I love AEW. <laughs> yeah, just, mm-hmm. I watched AEW with Peter Rosenberg. That, Did that, you really? Is yeah, that real? That, that yeah. is true. Okay, cool. My we were, we were over at his brothers. crib mm-hmm. and we're like, "Why do you have two TVs?" And he's so like, "Yeah, to watch NXT and yeah, Peter's he's he's a very good mark. He's a big wrestling head. He's a mark. Yeah." So, you know, I asked if it was smoked as a friendly. They told me, yeah. Long story long, I light the blunt, and they kick me out. They tell me the <laughs> sheriff's is coming or some shit like that. Damn. I think we was, like, in Dallas, too, so I knew I would go under jail. So I said, hey, Wes, um, I think we might as well get out of here. And I just, you know, our relationship just stays strong <laughs> from there. <laughs> um, random, there's a series on YouTube that is done by Bon Appetit where the chef and a celebrity are back-to-back and the chef tries to teach the celebrity to make something that she or he is also making. Wow. And they had a guest on the other day, Braun Strowman. Oh, shit. We don't know this guy. Right. Yo, the greatest personality and like... He's like seven foot 11. He looks like a mountain. <laughs> and yeah. like and the monster of men. And seems well, like we, the most genuine, friendly yeah. guy, you know? Yeah, he seems like a cool guy. I think, Randy, you met Braun Strowman before, didn't you? Yeah. Is he all right? He's cool. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot yo, coming from Randy if he says Yo, cool. the Snap God is so Shout rude. Snap God. <laughs> he's, he's a rude guy. He's mad country. <laughs> All right, that's a lot. But he's, <laughs> cool. he's cool. Let's just keep it with that. Okay, yeah. yeah. Snap God is also 7'11", by the way. Exactly. In case, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in case Braun Strowman is looking for a fight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, that's a good one, Jeff. I like that one. I Theater like of the one. mind, like you know? Yeah. yeah. So so clearly, <laughs> you and the Buffalo guys all connect on wrestling. Right. And weed. And weed and yeah. lyrics. Yeah. Well, they, you know, 
I tell them this to their faces. Like those guys inspire me when it comes to um rapping and shit. Was there ever a time where you were just like bored of rap? Hell yeah. Yeah. Bored a lot. Because you know, I don't I wouldn't say get bored with rap. I get bored with the business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think I could ever get bored to rap because I always bookmark the shit that I was inspired. Book smart. <laughs> Book smart. Um all the shit that I was inspired of coming up, like the biggies, Jay Z's, Loxes, Beanie Seagulls of the world. <clears throat> but um as far as new guys, like, you know, they lit a fire under me. And um I appreciate that shit a lot. So yeah. So it wasn't anything just to jump on a project. Yeah, I mean, me and Benny got one. Like, uh, I fuck with them all collectively. Like, um, and Benny is one of those guys that you know, you can't play with him when it comes to to getting in the booth with him. You gotta come with your A game. Yo, Benny had that Sony Hall show, maybe a month and a half ago. Walls of sweat. Old New York. Old New York. It was. It was like. I don't even want to call it nostalgic because it's brand new, but it was a feeling like you knew it was something special. Yeah, and shout out to our guy F Boogie, you know. Oh yeah, shout yeah. out to F Boogie. That's one of my best friends in the world. He um piece of shit human being, <laughs> but a brother. Of mine. Just just putting all the truth out there today. You know what I'm saying? So, how long has this project been in the works with you and Benny? Um, me and Benny started working on this. I want to say around March. We was in LA. We shot the video for Luck a Draw. Um, or prime locations. So I forgot which one it was. But um, we shot the video and we was just um, talking shit. And I'm like, yo, bro, we might as well just do like a little six piece real fast. He like, yeah, nigga, I'm with it. Let's go. I'm like, you know, we just think about producers. And you know, I um, I got Don't Smoke Rock and Don't Smoke Rock Two that we working on. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to go out of what my comfort zone, what I got going on. And I want to make this extra special. So I'm like, yo, I got some Pete joints. Like, let's just have Pete do the whole thing. He's like, oh, yeah, bet. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's how that came about. So you already had the instrumentals? Most of them. And then, you know, with Pete, like, <clears throat> Pete is a hidden, he's a lost gem. And um, with Pete, he has certain protocol in, in getting his beats. He's not going to just email you beats. He might. Depending on how he feels. <laughs> but for me, I have to go to Pete's house. Up in Westchester. Sit with Pete. Yeah. And say, hey, Pete, I have a jump drive for you. How about you put those beats on? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, that's just getting the beats. And then after that, it's, so it's a process <laughs> as well. But, you know, I go, I went and handpicked those beats from Pete. And um, Pete chefed up a few of them in front of me, did some hibachi. And was like, yo, I could hear y'all on this. You should have this. Or oh, this sample was cool, yo. And just start making it in front of me while watching Invisible Man on fucking TV. Because all he watches is 70s sitcoms. Really? That's his cinema. It's just all 70s and 80s. No new shit. So Invisible Man was playing. Then the A-Team came on. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he just making all these cool beats. And, you know, I got to pick out of the litter. How much of the process are you like part of being like, you know, can you shift this? Can you? I'm not part of the process at all. I'm not. Um, I let him do what he do because it's fucking Pete Rock. <laughs> I probably give my expertise. He might say I'm Pete Rock. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really do much as far as, you know, him making his beats because he's a fucking legend. So then when he's doing all that, 
How are you occupying your time? Oh, you know what I'm doing. Rolling weed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I just want you on the doing? record. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm rolling weed, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, hey, that that shit sound hard. <laughs> and he just gonna go off my energy, and he might do some do 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 do. And I'm like, oh, that's a hard do do do. Or you know, maybe we don't need to do do, but regardless, it might be in there. Yeah. But you know, I'm gonna take it. But more importantly, are you watching a team? I'm definitely watching it on me. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely yeah. watching it on me. Does he have subtitles on? No, I'm doing the voiceovers in my head. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Whatever Mr. T is saying, I'm just reenacting <laughs> that in my head. Not a George Picard man? <laughs> Are there any references that you make now that Benny doesn't understand? Nah. I think we understand each other's language really well. Mm. Especially when it comes to, um, you know, putting that shit down. Like, we speak the same code, so... So now we live in an era where people want more and more and more. You know, you could put a project out today and they want something tomorrow. Right. Do you feel, and you do have a lot of projects coming up. Yeah. But do you feel the need to put a lot of stuff out there because people aren't satisfied? Um, I don't really all the way try to satisfy the appetite for, um, for the fans as far as music because I have so much of it. So you are sitting on a lot, too. I've been sitting on music since 2016. That's not been out. Like, big records with, like, big features and shit. But... Like who? Mm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Few people. But, uh, Jim so, Ross. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. So you're, so you're sitting on those for what reason? Because it's timing. And um, I have a whole new situation in my with with my business as far as you know um having distro and just having the the infrastructure of my of the business with the music correct Mm -hmm. so now you know i own all my masters congratulations yeah it's big yeah i'm able everything that's coming out is actually mine so i could control the climate and when and how it comes out so for me holding some of these things and having a lot of new work it's just adding to my discography and just, you know, on a business side is fruitful. Well, now that your business is like correct. Right. I want to talk about when your business was not correct. Right. And like what mistakes do you think that you made on the business side that you like if you if you were an artist coming up today that you would want to know? Um, I will put myself first. Going back, like, you know, like. A lot of us want to help everybody once we get into a stage of being able to help. And sometimes, you know, you can't help everybody, especially if you're not helping yourself. Mm. And um, having a good lawyer is definitely something that I would advise for anybody. <clears throat> not saying I don't have one because I have a great lawyer. But um, having somebody to actually articulate those terms to you in, in the dumbest way possible for you to understand. Because you know, before you say masters, and you're not really, you don't really know what that is. You know, it's just like masters. Oh yeah, masters. But you heard about the locks and the, and the puff shit and all yeah. that. But you really still don't really know the the severity of what that is, and, and having ownership of it, and not instead of you know taking a big advance up front and not and, and not eating after that shit is out or waiting for numbers to be recouped or whatever it is. You know, you gotta go about it. To, to get your shit right instead of just owning the master, not taking advance, and eating forever. Well, that's you know? like patience versus like, I need it now. Right. Like, did you think when you got your first opportunity that like, this is it? Like, if I don't take this now, there might not be another opportunity? No, nah, I think it was more so, you know, I got three kids and a wife. I need to fucking pay these bills. Mm-hmm. 
in. You had three kids and a wife before you started rapping? No, nah, I mean, I, that came up. Yeah, my kids came after. I've been rapping forever. I've been rapping since I was 15. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I had three kids and a wife in my, my, in my 20s, yeah. 35. But, um, you know, just, I wouldn't even call it desperation because it wasn't even that. Because, you know, I, I'm on the road. I'm doing different shit. But it's more so like it's money on the table. Should I leave this money on the table and walk away? Mm-hmm. Or should I, you know? And shit, reality, in real life, you know, this shit ain't easy. Like, it's not like, you know, it take money to get this shit done. Like, yeah, you got access to the internet. And if you know how to use the internet, you'll be the richest person in in your jurisdiction. But if you don't really get that shit and you just bumping your head learning, then, you know, you might fall for that. Mm. You might take a big advance over ownership because you're thinking about that big advance and what it could do right this second. But you got to think about what it'll do next five years from now. Who's your favorite shark on Shark Tank? Mark Cuban. <laughs> I was hoping you would say Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> I like Mr. Wonderful, but I like fucking Mark Cuban because I think Mark Cuban is more realistic with his shit. Mm. Yeah. And even when he's outlandish, he has some type of realistic logic yeah. to it. So, Mr. Wonderful gives you that deal. It's just like, fuck you. Take it or leave it. Yeah. It's like, like, I'm the, I'm the last one. Yeah. I'm the yeah. last one. Mm-hmm. Look, <laughs> they all turned you down. Yeah. You want, you want you a nickel? Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Was there ever an opportunity you felt like would come your way with somebody who was like questionable, like a Mr. Wonderful, where you were just like, man, I'm not like sure that we connect on values, but like, this is it and let me take it? Mm, yeah. I might have had that before. Might have had that before. Did you have any OGs who you're able to like ask? I did, but I'm um I'm stubborn. And I feel like yeah, I could learn from my OGs mistakes, but the best teacher the the best teacher is life. So, you know, you could tell me not to touch the fire. And I'll be like, Okay, I won't touch the fire. But I wanna see what the fire feels like. Mm-hmm. So I got to learn, like, oh, that shit really hurt for mm. real. And I did it. So, you know, I had OGs and and good, smart friends telling me, don't do that. Mm. But for me, I'm like, give me an alternative. Do it yourself. Now, sometimes for artists, when they tell you do it yourself, it's like, do it myself? Nigga. How the fuck am I going to do it myself when the first is going to come regardless? And I don't got time to do it myself in order to execute it like this. I need this to get my shit powered and going. Yeah. Right. But. And that that especially is heavy when you do have a right. wife and three kids at home. Exactly. So, you know, I tell my wife, hey, I'm going to do this myself. She's going to say, oh, yeah, great. Well, you know, um, the first is coming. <laughs> yeah. And um, I don't think Con Edison cares if you do it yourself or not. I right. don't think the landlord cares if you do it yourself. I don't care X, Y, Z, whatever. So, you know, mm. I had to make the decision that was right for my family at the time. And sometimes that's just, you might have to cut your nose to spite your face sometimes to learn. Mm-hmm. Not saying that I made the right moves because I don't feel I did. But, you know, I the flip side of it. I'm glad I did it because I learned. Well, yeah. yeah. And I and, know what not to do. And also now you're on the other side where it's like you do own your master's. You are in a place where it's just like you're you're not uh, owing somebody else shit. Right, right, yeah. 
Right. And it leaves you in a place where you've learned from whatever you've gone through to get to this place Absolutely. yourself. Absolutely. So in 2019, Smoked is a lot smarter, as I hope he would be, yeah. than in like 2006 or 2003 yeah. or whatever. Yeah, when Smoke Dizzle was beat up. You know what I mean? Smoke Dizzle was getting beat up uh, contractually. But uh, not. I'm not bitter. Like, I'm happy because at the end of the day, you know, I still own shit. Yeah. And it's still like, I've still made a lot of money rapping, living my dream. So I'm not the, the least bit distraught or like, you know, angry with anybody. If anything, you know, I'm happy that I'm happy with a lot of these people. Who's the first person who was like a veteran in this game who you looked up to who reached out and was just like, yo, you're doing something. Keep going. Um, the first person was it me? <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't really remember the first person, but I, you know, I have I, I've had a lot of interactions with people that reminded me that this shit is real. Like, um, my first time meeting Bum being South by Southwest, mm. I think it was like 2009, 2010, and um, I, I went up to him. I'm like, Yo, OG, you know, my name's Smoke Dis. I'm a big fan. He's like, Oh, I'm, he was like, Hold on, hold on pulled out his iPod and he showed me my song on his iPod and he was like you don't have to introduce yourself I know who you are crazy wow. and keep doing your thing and I was like oh shit yo isn't that the gas that just like keeps you going for like that keeps you going right so, yeah, and I always remember that like damn this nigga bun knows but then you know it's shit like bumping in a young guru who engineers for the greatest rapper of all time mm -hmm. and he's like you one of my favorites like, I love your shit. Like, you know, I don't feel like you got your just do yet. And I'd be like, well, call Jay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, but, but Young Guru, that's, that's one of the guys that really, like, you know, anytime I see him, he give me that battery. Like, he let me know, like, yeah, nigga, you the guy. You just, you know, you need just need your shit on better plates. Because I feel like the plates that your shit was on wasn't, um wasn't the best display for people to see. Like, you just need your shit on fine china. We don't need to see your shit on a, the project place. How about how easy it is to, to not go on, you know, to just, like, call it and, like, move on? Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of my friends quit. I've seen a lot of people quit, and it's easy to quit. What is it that keeps you going? I don't know. I don't know, because I fucking almost lost everything. In, in certain ways So it's like well, How's that? I mean you know You lose friends You lose Relationships You lose Money You know what I mean? So it's like I lost a lot And I don't even know I could just Credit it to the love I got for this shit I guess You know what I mean? Like All the years that we've known you There have been like Serious family issues There's been yeah. like Health stuff There's been real life things Yeah And still in those moments You choose to create I'm all in And it's no Turning back Cause it's like Where am I turning back To walk back all the way Through all of that Like nah I gotta keep going So you know Through all the heartbreak And all the Shit I'm just like Fuck it. Like, God got something set out for me that I got to continue to execute all else. I'm not just, I'm not doing him justice. I'm not doing me justice. And, you know, I'm just not ready to leave this shit alone. When you, yeah. were in, when you were in high school, and, okay, you're rapping, so that's one creative outlet, but how else did you express yourself 
at you know 15 16 17 play basketball yeah what position point guard shooting guard were you nice yeah yeah yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot of rappers out there that I know. You can ask them. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, people people talk about, like, the best, you know, Cam's good at basketball. Mm-hmm. Trinidad James is known to be really good at basketball. Like, good. You ask can, him. Yeah, ask yeah. Trinidad. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you, you can hoop. Yeah, I can hoop. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm fat now. <laughs> niggas would be like, oh, that fat nigga, he ain't doing shit. I'll fuck you up. Yeah. You might not know, you yo, know what I mean? But, but, yo, run up some horse, you know? Yeah. Let's do this. You know, I'll tell you. Johnny Shipes? My best friend. He can hoop? He's definitely a hooper. <laughs> yeah. And we definitely had a lot of wars with and against each other. He Who throws more elbows? Mm, that shape's pretty dirty. <laughs> but I don't know. I think we both equally dirty when we play, <laughs> when we play basketball. It, it depends. It'd be like Anthony Mason and fucking uh, Bill Lambert. Yeah. <laughs> it depends. Or we could be Shaq. We could be a lot of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know, you never know what side But who's the Latrell Sprewell? <laughs> Johnny's Latrell Sprewell. Wait, wait. So if you were Anthony Mason, when you were in high school, did you have anything cut in your hair? Nah. In high See, school, now we're asking good questions. Yeah. In elementary school, mm-hmm. I had all like the stars and half Yo, what? <laughs> I'm going to try to find a flick. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll text, yeah. text y'all a flick on a group chat. <laughs> Would you dare do that today? Yes. I almost did. Really? Really? Get the little half moon. Yeah. But I don't wear my hat. I always wear a fucking hat. I'll yeah. never show my half moon. And then my friends will laugh at me. Even I don't really give a fuck if they laugh at me or not. Yeah. Because, you know, it's whatever. I'm smoked this at this point. So it was like, all right, cool. I bet if I come out with a half moon, somebody will come out with a half moon. Yeah. I was going to do the half moon, bro. Yeah. Nah, I wear hats, man. I got a box hat. So, <laughs> so you're in high school, you're balling, and you're you're rapping. And I'm rapping, yep. And where were you working at the time? I was, I don't, I never had a regular job. Really? I think I had, no, I'm lying. I worked at Dress Barn mm. for like two months. Doing what? <laughs> I worked in a stock room. It was a ladies' uh, clothing store. Oh, no, I'm aware yeah, of yeah, what yeah, Dress Barn is. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I, I like, hung it. out there, I yeah. It. Um, <laughs> I hated it. It was like Delane Bryant. Yep. Did you leave on your own accord, or were you asked not to Actually, come back? Funny fucking story. So I worked at Dress Barn for like two months. I was a slacker. Um, and one day I decided I don't want to go back to work. And me and Bodega Bams cut school this day because we were cutters. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what we do. Yeah. We cut school. Yeah. <laughs> and that was your job. <laughs> that was my job. And I spoke to his mom. I said, Googie, please, please call this lady and tell her. Quit. <laughs> you couldn't do it yourself. I can't do it myself. I tell her you're my aunt. I'm not coming back. Yeah. Make it clear to them. She said, Are you sure? Are you sure, Smoke? Because Bodega Bam's family, right? They called. I'm Sean. Yeah. To yeah. Them, yeah, yeah. They yeah. called me Smoke, too, because they respect my, like, just, wow. that's just what, you know, yeah. how we came up. So yeah. she's like, and she calls me her second son, too. Yeah. She's like, Smoke, do you really want me to call this lady <laughs> and tell her that you quit? I said, Gooby, I'm done. <laughs> I got no more in me. She called. That was good. Yo. My second job was at Dwayne Reed. Um, How long did you last there? I last about a month and a half. I used to like take CDs yeah. and burn my shit on it. Blank CDs. Blank CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that the was spindle. Like, yeah, the yeah. spindle. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Maxwell joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was like my uh, my hustle inside of the hustle. So you burned all your shit onto the I CDs? I all my shit on the CDs. Cases? 
cases. Pass them around. Mm-hmm. Pass them where were around. you? Where were you going to pass them out? In the neighborhood. Oh, so you weren't like going down to like get tourists. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't the hey, give me five dollars, listen to my shit. Mm-hmm. No, 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 it's wait, like nigga. no, because some people do the here. And then when people are like, oh, thank you, they're like, yo, oh, no, that's... I got a donation. You yeah, donation? I know. I, the best nation is donation, yeah, I but I haven't asked for one. <laughs> I will always just be like, here, just give me a listen. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because I always was on my, you never know who you give your CD to shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm sure some of them wanted to see what the streets felt about the CD and yeah. threw it out the window on the way. Sure, yeah. But it's cool. Yep. As long as I gave it to you, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, um... My CD never got to anybody that it, I wanted it to get to. As far as you know. As far as yeah. I know. Yeah. But um Did you ever go to Hot 97, stand outside 395 Hudson? I did stand outside 395 Hudson maybe once or twice. Who'd you try to press? K-Slate. Yeah. <laughs> How did that go? It didn't go well because yeah. I didn't see him. I oh, you didn't see him. But I ended up bumping into Slay like differently. Like My life has just been fucking crazy, which is like how I meet people. I like the randomest times. Like I turn around and Nas is right there. Whoa. Shit like that. Like random shit. But um I did do the three ninety five thing standing outside of hot nine hoping I run into a clue or case like Yep. Never worked. Sure. But um I battle rap too. And uh, I bumped into Ferris Bueller. Yeah. And Ferris Bueller was the one that introduced me to Johnny Shipes. Is that right? So when I was like 16, 17. Maybe people outside of the industry, outside of New York, might not know Ferris Bueller, but he's run with everyone from Kanye to Pharrell to he's everybody. Really, him and Plain Pat yep. were like the beginning of like Kanye. Yeah. And um, Kid, Kid Cut, well, not even Plain Pat with Kanye, and uh, but Plain Pat with Cuddy. Mm. And um, Ferris is a staple, you know? So um, Ferris and DJ Boom, at the time, DJ Boom used to, he was the first uh, J Arms, and then it was Sycamore. Shout out to Sycamore. Big shout out to Sycamore. They both, they, all three of those guys made uh, instrumental CDs at that time in life. And um, I was battling curtains on 42nd Street. Yo. And Ferris was in the crowd. And after the battle, we all exchanged information. And um, he was like, yo, I want you to come to this battle named Slam from the Streets. And um, it's funny, just all full circle. So uh, I go to the battle. The it's me and Immortal Technique. We like the the two, I guess you know, notable guys because we ended up facing each other at the finals. He was also He's Upper West Side, yeah, yeah. He's from across the street. Yeah, yeah. So um, <clears throat> me and Tech battle, <laughs> and it was an inside job because they already <laughs> wanted Tech to win. I feel it was for like. Five hundred dollars in a two-way pager. Damn, this is how long ago. Yeah, right. Yeah, was. yeah. Oh, that'd be so dope now, though. Uh, yeah, two-way. What? Two-way. Yeah. But um. Wait, because you like grew up around each other, sort of. Did you had, like? We grew up around each other, but we wasn't cool. Right. So when we battled, it was like you you get the real feelings of how that person felt yeah. about you. Oh, like wasn't cool. Like not nah, that like, you didn't know each not, other. You yeah, knew each you other knew and each didn't like. Well, each other. we didn't know each other, but we was like, we knew of each other. You didn't like the idea of him. Not that I didn't like the idea of him. He was just saying, like you went to just, Dalton. Like, <laughs> he called me Shell's hype man. Ooh, wow. Because at that time I used to run around with Shells, mm. and Shells had just and you were his hype man. Yeah. To J Records, and so and I the did truth look like hurts. Hype man. Yeah, oh, got it, yeah. <laughs> you know, so and funny. And Shells lives across the street. I Crazy. bump into him when I walk out of here. Yeah. He lives I haven't at, seen him around here. Years. He lives across the street, Jeff. Like legit. I have not seen him at Sweet Green. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you might. You gotta go. Yeah. You gotta go at a certain time. Yeah, but um, but yeah, Shells was signed to J Records, and um. 
Shells was actually the first person that got me on Mad Cypher. Shells and Streets the block because they went without me and I ended up going afterwards. But um, he called me Shells hype man, whatever. He ended up winning the battle. They gave him the two way and the mm. five hundred. Damn. But I got the relationship with Johnny after that because Johnny was like, "Yo, you're fucking dope." I think he was interning for Bad Boy at this time, and he was like, you know, giving me the rundown of what was going on. He was like, "Yo, come to the Hamptons." Mm-hmm. I'm like, the Hamptons, like. I heard Jay Z rap about the Hamptons, like the all white parties, puff shit. And we drove like fucking hour and a half to the Hamptons. And Six you, hours. Shipes. Yeah. F Boogie too. F Boogie. Yep. Um, my man Vish at the time. And oh, did you know? Um, yep. Scott Disick. Yeah, of course I know Scott. <laughs> no, I used to hang out with Scott back those days. Like right. Scotty don't. You know what I mean? Tom Moore, like those is. Wait, you called him Scotty don't? That's what they did. Yeah, that's what we used to call him. <laughs> But, what did um, Scotty do that you called him <laughs> Scotty Don't? You gotta ask Scotty if you ever bump into him. Yeah. And he and if you know, I don't even think I don't even know if he remembers me from at this point. Really? You're, you're saying like, Scotty Don't might not have the best memory? Scotty Don't Remember. Scotty Don't Remember Smoke Desert, I don't think. But maybe. I mean, but um Can Scott hoop? I never hoop with Scotty. Okay, all right. So I don't know. <laughs> but you know, we that was the Animal House, and I was yeah. the kid that was just like. So you went around. to their club nights, whatever out the there. Star yeah. Room in the Hamptons, Star Room, yeah, yep. yeah. All the cool shit. F Boogie the, was working the register. F Boogie was working the register at Blue and Cream. Yeah, and all the derelict shit we used to do, like drive cars in the fucking gates and just stupid shit we did as kids. Scotty, don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the publicist who backed the car into yeah um, Liz Grubman Liz Grubman oh shit yeah, yeah. back the car into what no people this is, this is a big thing back then yeah no oh yeah I don't remember <laughs> that one you just fucked my whole head I don't remember that we're one. not here to incriminate yeah. you like, Liz God, don't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you went out to the Hamptons did you think that you were gonna get a bad boy contract no never I was, never I was um just happy to be there I was just happy to be in the area and be able to say hey. I'm in Hamptons. And yeah. Wait, did you have an all-white outfit? I did have an all-white Ooh. outfit. <laughs> okay. All-white Air Force wants to go with it. Oh, mm. shit. Holla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, When's the last time you wore all-white? Uh, Dominican Republic at my at my uh, my brother Orlando's um, wedding. That's dope. What yeah. about Sunday service? <laughs> you know, mm. which Sunday service? With my grandma? With yay? Oh, I'm wow. talking about Yo. the latter. But yeah. I, would, I, would have, I think I would have I would have more fun at the former. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, when you were when you were going out to the Hamptons, did you run into Dame Dash at that point? Nope, never. I didn't, I, my first time running into Dame was when I was in the dojo. I remember um, Steve O. Took me to uh to the dojo at that time, and he was like, "Yo, this is like the illest creative space, creative control X Y Z," and it was just like, "Yeah," because what what Dame did was they had a whole building, and they had creative control doing videos. Mm-hmm. They had um, ski beats, making he, beats and recording, and like doing the live band in the basement. They had parties there, they had parties. It was art, art shows, like, yeah, yeah. Paps Blue Ribbon, right? Yeah, shit over there. Like it was, you know, it was an experience. Yeah, and um. Me being from Harlem, it was like an honor to even be in the in the building with him. So anytime I was able to rap and he was around, I would try to fucking show up the best way I can so I can get his attention. And you're amongst, you know, J Electronica, Currency, yeah, fucking most deaf, 
whiz. Just some straight. light, some light spitters, yeah, you know. Some light spitters. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but you know, like with that and just you know, just being charismatic and having good weed. It was like, yo, yo, young Harlem. He's like, yo, Harlem. Yo, what's up? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and still up to this day, that's that's one of my mentors. Like, anytime I'm in LA, I go to his crib. You know, go break bread, talk shit. When so, when you were when you were at the dojo, would you like play the wall, or were you trying to like nah, be in the network? Mix. Yeah, nah, I was one. Of, you know, <clears throat> I was one of the fucking. Like if Ski Beats was like making something, would he you? Was the sensei. But would you would you offer to jump on something? I'm not really that guy, but if I'm in a room and somebody's playing something nine times out of ten, they're going to look my way and just see my reaction. So anytime I was in the studio and he put something on, he would be like, what's up? What you think about that? So anytime anybody asks me what, what I think about that, yeah. I know they want me <laughs> on this shit. But um, I didn't really have to force my way because me and Currency was cool before we even got to the dojo. Like um, when Currency had first got on the freshman cover, mm. I had met Spitter. And that I forgot what year that was. Oh eight, something Whatever like that. Year, um, Mickey, Mickey Fab, yep. Corey Guns was on the cover. Yeah, yeah. I might be one of the only niggas that might have smoked the blunt with Spitter in life, and he don't even smoke blunts. <laughs> yeah, no more. Probably ain't smoke a blunt over fucking ten years. Yeah, fifteen years. He's more of a jewel guy. Might <laughs> <laughs> smoke papers. Yeah, yeah. But um, we we cut a record, uh, nothing but us. I think that was the first record that we did together over there and it's been history ever since just whispered it like two nights ago it's my brother he was love, up here yeah love, love that dude yeah, the yeah. best love that dude the greatest yeah so you're working down there and you know you get on certain songs and you're amongst all these guys who are like veterans at that point who impressed you who impressed you like you're like yo i thought the most of that person but yo they took it up another notch spitter yeah i think um the way he works is like some other shit. Like the fact that we call him Spitter, I don't think people understand the, his process of shit. Like you know, my process could be a little mind blowing to certain people too. Like I don't write. Yeah, so it's I, I, it's I, really having crazy. seen it in person. Yeah. it's it's pretty incredible. <laughs> you know, I'm, I do it like that. But then currency has like this five ten minute space where you just see him scribbling shit. And he's just scribbling shit, scribbling. And he's like, All right, I got it. <laughs> I'm like you got it I'm like man, I just put the beat on <laughs> Go in the booth And it's some fire and he's, It's everything that's going on And I'm like yo dog You good rapping motherfucker How did you do that in 10 minutes like, <laughs> Well what's the What's the song that you did Now maybe it wasn't like the biggest Spotify hit Or whatever it didn't sell the most Or it wasn't like you know the first single off of pro What's the one that you looked at now and you were like, yo, when I recorded that, I was like, I made it. Like, this was the one and, like, you couldn't tell me nothing. I don't think I got that record. Not yet. not any know. of them? Mm. Not, like, a deep cut or anything where you were like, yo, I was spitting crazy? Um, Yeah, I think Personal Party. That's one of my favorite. My, yeah, that's one of my better records, I think. And... I don't know, E, because I'm still going. I hear you. And I, I still feel like I ain't got that record yet. But there wasn't one where people were like hitting you and they were like, this is something else. Yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't really, I can't pinpoint just one. Maybe coming up. Okay. 
It might be something that somebody might be like, oh my God. On some 2016 shit? shit? Or are you saying some like some of the. 2020 shit. Okay, so let's talk about 2020. Yeah. You have. So, okay, 2019, we got you and Benny. Um, you got your solo project coming up. Yep, real estate. It should be it's the real estate, but I'm not gonna <laughs> make a huge point. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a <laughs> That'd be kind of hard though. Like y'all said, re Anna is fucking. Cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was Eric. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> it was. It was. Uh. So you got your solo project. You got your Benny project. Um. You and Currency doing something. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna take that as a yes. You know, I could. I'm gonna say it on this. Me and Currency got something that's done. Done, done. That's done, done. Because this is, listen, you guys have known each other for a long time. Like, a long time. And we did the stage with Harry Fraud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that was really good. But we got something that's And done. I'm saying, like, you put a lot of projects out, and he puts a lot of projects out, mm-hmm. and we've been waiting. Yeah. Oh, I think people would be excited about this. There was a time when uh, one of the only songs you had in the cut that you guys were both on that was not released was our song, Sugar High. And uh, then we put it out, but now you guys have other stuff that you are holding yeah. on to. Oh, weirdly without us. I know. That, that is strange. <laughs> I mean, we You're breaking up well, the band. I think, I think we should do something new. I think so, too. At this point. We got some stuff. You know, and, and me and him has been working so close yeah. with shit. Yep. I don't know when this episode is going to come out. Right. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really want to go all the way, but I'm going to go yeah. slightly. Do you guys have a title? Did you see, um, what's the name of this shit? Did you see Step Brothers? Yes. Yeah. All right. Is it called Step Brothers? I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. no, it's not. <laughs> but Step Will Bro- Ferrell, Step- John C. Riley. Step Brothers had a, um, they you- had a good, they had a name for their group. Okay. And. All right. I'll leave it at that. So we'll look forward to that. And then you might have other stuff too. Yeah. I got some other stuff with. That person and two of our other friends, and you know. and this is just like a it's all about the blue shit. I would say a smoker's dream. I would say it's the Expendables <laughs> of rap. It's like this is something where it's like a lot of your favorite rappers all together. This is something that when it comes out, people are gonna cry out of joy. And you know what else? It would exist. If people pay attention to your Instagram stories, they might have seen a certain session or two yeah. that you filmed. We even shot a video the other day. Oh, did you really? Yeah. <laughs> where Where did you film it? We filmed it in Los Angeles. Um, I'm really excited about it. I think we all are equally excited about it. But I don't think nobody is going to um, talk <coughs> too much about it because we're still getting business done. Okay. But it's a real thing. And... Me and Spit is definitely we want to kind of want to be Eric and Jeff a little bit. Okay, are All you guys right. starting a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Kind of want to be Eric and Jeff a little bit. Yo, first so. of all, nobody wants to do that. <laughs> 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 That's very kind of you to say in this apartment. <laughs> so you know, we dibbling and dabbling, and we just I'm just happy to be hustling with my friends. You know. That's, That's dope. dope. How do you feel about edibles? No, I hate edibles, Jeff. I hate them. I think um, if I'm flying overseas, mm-hmm. I like edibles. Mm-hmm. But if I'm just living life and someone's like, hey, smoke, let's get really fucked up off weed brownies. I'm going to say no. It just takes you to a different place then. It makes my body hurt. Okay. Mm-hmm. It makes my back of my neck hurt. Mm. 
Everybody laughs when I say that. And on a flight, that's like on double. A, like on a flight, <laughs> it just put me to sleep. Oh, okay. So it works. I was gonna say um, the neck thing. Like, I, yeah. nah, nah. I think I think that's just like some weird. I'm straight on a like flight, the, and I can't even yeah. like sugar <laughs> and weed. Maybe it's like that. It's a little too much, but. Well, follow-up question. Eric, how do you feel about edibles? <laughs> oh, you had an edible trip. Oh, yo, listen. Oh, this is great. I like stories. This was... Okay. So, Jeff and I are invited out to... <laughs> ...house in the Hamptons. Oh Your old God. stomping grounds, the Hamptons. Oh, my God. And this is... And by the way, we're not those guys, but... Yeah, his son is a friend, and he was like, would you like to come out and hang out in the Hamptons and watch the series finale... Of, of Game, Game of, of Thrones, Thrones. Oh. in in a big screening room in the Hamptons. Fancy we said yeah. yes. So well, and you know how the Jewish cabal. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we yeah. all stick together, <laughs> run the world and shit. So we're invited out there. This happens to be the night after we go to Khaled's SNL after after party at Tao. So your well, boys are out, you know, listen, hanging a out. A lot of people want to be like, us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I said it. <laughs> I'm shit. So we're we're on zero sleep. On the first thing smoking out to the eastern part of Long Island, we get picked up, we go out there, don't know anyone. This is son and his friends and his wife, and mm -hmm. we're like, okay, cool. So people are throwing a football around, the weather's perfect, Jeff and I are checking out like, where the seaplane lands. We're just like, what part of heaven is this? You know, it's, everything it's is perfect. the most beautiful like property, every everything, beautiful day, all of it. Even on no sleep, zero yeah. sleep, tired, hungry. Yeah. And they are like, you know, just the perfect hosts and meeting all these different people. And Jeff's like, I'm going to take a nap by the fire pit. I'm like, you do you. I'm going to throw the football around. They start passing out some zucchini bread. Hmm. I'm hungry. Let me take a little bit of this. Take a whole slice of zucchini bread down that. And they're like, oh, <laughs> uh, we're not scientists here, nor are we real chefs. And um, we put probably like four times the amount of weed than we should have. And, um, and you, a zucchini bread? And, and you ate... <laughs> two times the amount that I would. And I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. Oh, damn. So, so 45 minutes later, I forget about it. We're sitting at this long table and, you know, the chefs are there and they're bringing out like every bit of food that just like covers this table. And they pour some rosé wine and I take a sip and my world goes like that. And I'm like, you forgot the truth. I'm looking at this rosé. I was just like, damn, I'm like <laughs> this is this is heavy shit. And I was like, oh, no. And, you know, I'm a funny guy in real life. And I said something and that shit fell so flat. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to. So I, I go to the, I go to the bathroom. I shut the door and I look in the mirror and I'm like, mm -hmm, yeah. <laughs> Walk back out. And I'm like, yo, Jeff. Time to go. I was like, I, uh. I need to. Well, Eric just goes, follow me. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, he goes, he goes, I need to tell you something. And yeah. I go, okay. And I don't really like, think anything of it because I'm, you know, I was taking a nap. I have no idea what his whole thing is. Right. And so I go off to, um, we went inside and Eric starts whispering and he's got like, his eyes are just huge. <laughs> and he's just like, blah, 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 zucchini bread and just the whole thing. And he says, I, um, I'm going to go to the back room. And I need you to come with me, but don't tell anybody. And so I say, okay. And so we go back to the back room. He sits down and I'm like, I'm going to go tell everybody. <laughs> because, <laughs> because um, you know, like what, what, how could I possibly be like, hey, by the way, don't worry about Eric. I don't know where he went. <laughs> Just don't check the back room. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and cool. let me tell you for the next, well, certainly for the next like five hours or so, 
Everyone's like, yeah, you just lay down, enjoy the grass. That shit was so terrible. That was like the worst experience ever. I didn't enjoy the sun. I didn't well, enjoy the Eric grass. Eric asking, why would I be a house? This isn't real. Oh, nothing made sense. If I did this here in my own environment, maybe it would have made more sense. Right. I'm in the Hamptons at house on a Sunday to watch Game of Thrones. Nothing made sense. So all I said for the next five hours yes. was just over and over and over. Wow, I was like, no, I was no. like, is this, is this, this real? Can't be real? This can't be real. And so, yo, every single person, by the way, I've never met any of them except for Jeff and like, and son and like i'm looking at these like bearded guys with pink shirts and they're like you're gonna be cool i'm like that's what you would say like none of you like none of this is real i was like this is a movie let me teach you how to shake that next time yo ice cream ice cream yeah milk that uh brings your high down oh yeah so anybody panicking off edibles or weed i was high wait too high eat ice cream. i do not believe you because ben and jerry <laughs> I'm telling you. are two guys <laughs> who fucking love <laughs> they, they do i was yeah. high for the next day and a half like I came back here to record a podcast intro and people hit me, like called me up and they were just like, you sound so crazy. And so I was crazy. like, I, I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. Oh, Wild. Man, it was but like yeah, mud high. That's what that we took. Yeah. Because it goes straight to the. So to I'm the sitting there and I was playing backgammon <laughs> and uh, Eric would be like, you're, why would you be playing backgammon? You wouldn't be playing backgammon. None of this makes like, sense. This is real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like everyone would be like, go to sleep. And so I'd go lie down somewhere and people would leave and then I'd get up and like yeah, just so walk around somewhere sucks. else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You can't sleep when you're out. Awful. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Damn. You know. Thanks for that. Yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Ice cream next time. Give me a call next yeah. time. Yeah. Panicking off some weed. I, I, I will Yo, for by sure. the way, absolutely. Yeah. They'll call you up. Yeah. That would be I'll so great, though. It. Yeah. <laughs> when did you decide to not write when you rap? I so I used to have a sidekick. So that's the diet two way pager. Oh, right? you mean you could have upgraded if you beat Immortal Technique, but because right. you didn't, because you were stuck to, with I your. I was stuck with the sidekick. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I had the diet um, two way pager. And anytime I didn't pay my T Mobile bill, I would lose all my notes because I. Because I wasn't writing my raps, I was typing my raps at this point because you know it started to get a little easier. So anytime. You have notes in your shit and you didn't pay your bill, they all disappear. So Damn. one day, obviously I didn't pay my bill and it all went away. And I had some good raps in there. And I was like, I'm never doing this shit again. Damn. I'm like, I'm not writing no more because I I gotta it, it forced me to learn my shit to perform too. Cause I'm like, I gotta learn it to perform it anyway. Yeah. So I might as well just learn it now. And that was just my my mental exercise did Yo, you know that other people did not like did you know that jay didn't write at that time i didn't yeah not at the time and then when i found out that he did it and then biggie was doing it it was like wayne and wayne Yo, and well okay let's let's be very honest you've just named some incredible guys including yourself who do not write and then just spit their rhymes right there's a lot of people who claim to do that and then spit terrible shit right or mid shit, which is equally terrible. Right, right, right. So, well, mid is high yeah. if you have low standards. <laughs> so, Ooh. yeah. So, <laughs> that's, a, that's a bar. Oh, yeah. That's, that's like an Instagram, like, motivational yeah. quote. <laughs> Look, a closed mouth don't get fed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a short dick don't get no head. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, that's a good Was that in yeah, the, that, that was was in the, the two That was in the sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so how do you how do you feel then when people like take that and they're like, no, nah, man, I don't I don't write shit down and it's not good. And you're like, no, 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 don't ruin my shit. Well, you know, everybody got their process. I stopped saying people shit wasn't that good because it goes with like paintings. 
Like I could look at a painting of some shit and be like, this sucks. But then somebody else might look at that same painting and say, hey, I give you 5,000 for that. Or yeah, five millions for that. Life. Yeah, yeah, right, right. You know, so I don't say it's whack, but I just say, you know. It's not for me. It's not for me. Well, but and that's the process yeah. is just a little, might be lazier them doing it that way. Because if it's mids and you're not writing it, maybe you should write it. But also, like, I feel like I stopped criticizing things as hard when I started doing it as well. And I was like, I don't have, you know, once you see how hard it is to do all this shit, then it's just like, there's no basis for you saying like for you shitting on somebody and saying like that's you know mm. it, it's, it's just like, like it hasn't found its audience right yeah. yeah it's not it's not easy to to be a rapper i tell you that um you know i don't know what writer's block is anymore but when i was younger i used to get writer's block but <clears throat> for any artist that would be like oh i can't write i got writer's block you're just not living mm. because if you live your life every day, it's always something to talk about. Mm, for real. See, now that's know? a bar. That is a bar. Yeah, By the way, I, best cure for writer's block? Dairy. Ice cream. <laughs> You're so stupid. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, you live your life. Do you, you never have that mental block where you can't write something down. So I went to school to be a filmmaker, right? And man, when I was in college and I was writing about things, it's what I knew back then. But I didn't like live life right? right i didn't lose i didn't love i didn't actually like travel like to like extremes like this was the sheltered world that i knew around like where i grew up where i went to school and like that lifestyle but then you go on and you you know experience other things and that takes you to another level did you have that as well where you were just like yo i'm i got blinders on when i'm first starting and then it's just like there's one thing that opens up your whole mind to um with rap or with something? With else? rap, with rap. Yeah, I think. Like when, when, when was the hump that you got over where you're just like, oh, this is a real high form of art? When I got paid for ghostwriting. Yeah. Yeah, I think the first time I did it, I had a a, a fucking real sour taste in my mouth. Pause because I didn't get paid or didn't, I didn't get any credit. So you didn't so, think that <clears throat> your worth was there? Yeah, I didn't think my worth was there. Until I found something totally, well, I got put on something that was totally undiscovered and given a chance to work with that grass rooted up, which was Sean Kingston. And then when he got his record and I got three or four records on his album that I did, it validated all my hard work for that time. Yo, how about, how about the validation for other people in your life when they see that there's a check. Oh yeah, my mom and my dad. Right. You know, just to see my name in the credits was was the biggest shit. Now me. it's a real thing and now not a hobby. A thing. Now it's like, you know, this is what Sean did when their friends is asking, Yeah, so what's Sean doing? It's like, right. oh, yeah, well you know that kid Sean Kingston look. Wait, what's your last name? Pompey. Oh, so not not Kingston. Not Kingston. <laughs> could have been. Could have been Sean, Sean Pompey is a really good name, by yeah, the way. So I could have been my rap name, but you know, I'm just I'm saving that for my son if he want to do it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Wait, is it Pompey spelled like the city? Nah, it's spelled with a Y, not an I. Still cool. Still cool. Yeah. yeah. We ain't go up and we ain't going up in flames though. Yeah. Well, neither did Pompey. That was a there was dust, <laughs> ash. Go you have all these projects coming up. You're still recording beyond that, I would imagine. Yeah, they stopped. They stopped me from recording yesterday. I was in. The Who's studio. they? Yeah, who is they? 
Shout out the whole vein and trigger my internet. <laughs> I was fucking working on the record. And Hovain was like, yo, yo, come on, yo, yo, boss, yo, that's enough, bro. Like, I don't think you need no more songs, bro. You got like 400 songs, my nigga. <laughs> my project manager yeah. over there, nigga, they call like, facts, facts. So there's, but, there's no chance that you could just like, I don't know, put lots more projects out or yeah. put them on like soundtracks. Yeah, you can't like yeah. sync them on TV hell shows, yeah. movies. I mean, you know, we got syncs. We got, I got something on NBA 2K right now. All right, that's dope. That's Making his rounds. Um, shout out to Buddy. Get you some. That's the name of the song. Yeah. I was wondering. Download that shit. But um, yeah, I could fucking put these shits out back to back every day if I'm, I wanted to. But what if we want you to? <laughs> I mean, I can just give it to y'all for y'all personal. Uh, thank you very just much. To have it playing in the background. Yeah, yeah. we want to walk up to you like Bun did with the iPod and yeah, just be like, like "Yo, look, look. when you're gonna put <laughs> this song out, there's a retarded playing at home." Yeah. But um, you know, it's it's all strategy. It's all timing. Like I don't wanna, I don't wanna fucking sacrifice my cool and compromise my cool and just continue to drop shit and be competing with myself. So I rather give them something to you know, munch on, pause, appetizer, come back with another app until I come with the whole dinner, mm. and then you could put it all together and have a whole full course meal. But until then, I kind of want to give them something to wait for. You know, that's like Jordan. If he put out the ones, the twos, and the threes back to back to back, you're competing with yourself. You're not even giving the ones time to make money or not giving the the ones time to really get digested. Mm. You know, so I want them to digest it. And then when I feel like they full, Mm -hmm. and then I give them something else. Do you still wear Uptowns? Sometimes. It depends. Yeah. It's nostalgic for me. Okay. I got a pair of Uptowns, a cinematic, uh, the cinematic collab, Uptowns with everybody's name and shit on it. And I'm not probably ever going to wear them because they're so cool that you wear Uptowns once or twice, they get creased in the front. Yeah. I wonder if anybody like from Harlem actually was just like, no, it's not my type of silhouette. You know? <laughs> I mean, maybe the young kids, like, we don't wear mids. We don't wear mids. Mm. You know? Shout out so, to Snap God. <laughs> yeah, we don't wear mids. So, um, you know, Uptowns is named after Uptown. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like we branded the Uptown. Mm-hmm. But, you know, niggas in Harlem, we wear shocks. That's like a home <laughs> right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we kind of off the uptowns, mm. but they still they still classic. They like Stan Smiths. What was the first time you met Nipsey? Like wow, uh, I met Nip in two thousand and five. I'm gonna say maybe right before we met Sean, a few months before we met Sean. Um, I flew out to South Central with Johnny. Johnny was going to meet Big U. Mm-hmm. And um, Johnny was always playing Nipsey shit. The song, I don't give a fuck. Riding in the window with my beat turned mm. up. AC running in my window down. Chunking up the hood when I hit your town. He was playing that shit a lot. And we we loved Nip shit before we even met him. So And then after we met him, and he was so cool and just had this aura with him. You know what I mean? Like, smoke a lot of blunts and just talk shit drink cafe patron and all that type of shit at the time and um first time i met him first time i met him was like the first time i was really in like la in the hood hood like yo stay back we don't know what that car is hood and i never i'm from harlem like i'm from the hood but i ain't never been in boys in the hood type type yeah. of scenery mm-hmm. so that was like new for me and just the fact he looked that out for you 
he always looked out for me. All of them in a whole, you know, so um I was my guy. I was my guy beyond the rap shit. I think the last time I seen him we was in Paris. So that's just to show you our mm, elevation. Yeah, the arc, from, yeah. You know, us linking in the hood in LA to we relinking in fucking Paris because we both got shows and we pull up to the studio with Ryan Leslie and he's putting me on for the whole sprinter ride, which was like an hour on Proud to Pay campaign. Mm. And this is before I really even knew what that shit was. I really didn't understand it. <clears throat> and this was going back to what my friends was telling me would bet on yourself. Because he was one of the main ones, too, telling me, yo, dogs, put that, you need to do the Proud to Pay shit. Like, your fans is going to fuck with you, bro. It's direct to consumer. And when you do this, you got all IP numbers, and you got this, and you got that. And it was so much information, like, I remember I was burnt out. He was talking to me. I fell asleep because I was so <laughs> fucking tired. But he was so passionate about this shit. Like, yo, Dizza, look at this. Showed me 300000 in his account at the time. Like, this is off rap, nigga. This is my last project, nigga. This is mailbox money, yo. This, you know what I mean? Like, he was ahead of his time. And he, he figured it out. I watched him lose it all. Everybody say it was over for him. And get that shit right back to in the biggest way, mm. like the biggest wins that you could have from being down thirty in the third quarter. <laughs> you know what I mean? So much love to that brother, man. He's a special guy. Mm. Yeah. How does it feel for you? We feel this some way too, where you've been in the game long enough, where kids now walk up to you and consider you an OG and call you a legend and say that, yo, you've been a part of my life for most of my life. Does that, does that trip you out? Yeah, it fucks me up. Um, even the kids that be like, unk. It fucks me up. And it's like, you know, I'm like, I'm, I still feel new. I'm still like, you know, I'm still fairly young to my OGs. So I'm not looking at it as if, you know, whatever but it's the same way how i ran down on bun b yeah and i was like yo i'm i'm, I'm smoked as a yo good you know great to be around your presence and i, I and he shows me my music and the ipod is kind of like you know when like a fucking guap dad four thousand or yeah. somebody or like a buddy or like you know these kids like <clears throat> be like yo it's my man jack harlow y'all was listening to you <laughs> substance abuse was rocking when i was <laughs> in or Russ, yo, I was listening to you back when it fucks me up. Yeah, but especially because say, Russ doesn't say nice things about anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but Russ is super dope, man, and he earned he earned his right to talk shit because he putting up them numbers. You know what I mean? So if you put up them type of numbers, you can say whatever the fuck you want to say. You so, surprised about your reach? No, not really. Eric, I he's think, a basketball player. Not. <laughs> I, think, I think at this point, I'm not surprised no more because. Like, I just came back from Japan um, a few yeah. years ago. And that was probably the most surreal experience I've ever had being a rapper. That was your first time over there? My first time over there. I sold out the shows. Sold out merch? Sold out merch. I fucking was like Jay-Z out there. Talk us through what you see. I just see people running down with vinyls, CDs, T-shirts that... We don't have the same language barrier, but they know RFC and they know Ride and they like Dizza and they, yo, 
the best way they could say that they appreciate me. You know, people running down with my whole discography. Physicals that I didn't even know existed. And reciting words back to you? reciting words back to me. And like, you know, as soon as I stepped on the stage and I seen all their faces and it was just like, Combs, my camera photographer, he took took a picture and he sent it to me like, yo, dogs, look at their faces, bro. And just, it wasn't nobody in that room that wasn't like, oh my God. And, um, you know, just walking through the city of uh, Tokyo and people playing my music that they didn't know I was going to be there. Like, they didn't know I was walking into their store. But yet, Smoke Desert is pumping, is ringing off. That shit was just like, where am I? You know what I mean? Like, it felt like a national holiday. Like, they knew I was in the country and they wanted to show off to make sure I come back. And they did it because I'm going back for sure. So not, um, that was probably the most surreal thing that happened to me as, not, a, as a rapper. Not far. bad for a Harlem boy, huh? Not bad for somebody from Harlem. You know <laughs> what I mean? That I didn't even, a lot of people didn't think I would make it this far. So to see my reach, the whole other side of the world, it's like, can't tell me nothing. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, congratulations on, man. A million projects. <laughs> Congratulations on uh, being a long way from Dress Barn. Yeah, a long way from Dress Barn. And, 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 and most of all, congratulations on getting that Rihanna picture. That, <laughs> that that's, that's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> and by the way, congratulations on your fourth, fifth appearance, whatever it is here. And we'll have you back happily whenever. I'm a whole Let's go. Come through. Bring Spitter. Next time I'm coming, we want to guest on your guys' podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening to this new episode of a Waste of Time with It's the Real Jeff. If you want to find out more about us, I'm Eric with the Curly Hair, your Jeff with the glasses. Together, we are It's the Real, no apostrophe, no spaces. If people want to find out more about this podcast, it's called A Waste of Time with It's the Real. If people want to find out more about what's going on with us, where can they? You can always go to itsthereal.com, I-T-S-T-H-E-R-A-L.com. Go there, sign up for our newsletter. It's right on the homepage. You can also get merch. You can go and find old episodes and new ones. Recommendations are on our website. Go to the Episodes tab. Also, all of our episodes are on all streaming platforms. Go check them out wherever you listen to podcasts. We are everywhere. We are everywhere. You can always find us on social media at It's The Real on Twitter, at It's The Real on Instagram. Those are the only two social networks that matter. Actually, I heard a rumor that the social network, the movie, the movie uh, might have a secret. I heard that the parties have come together and are considering something. Wouldn't that be interesting? Sure. I'm, I'm down. There's I been mean, a lot of craziness since the first movie. Yeah, I'm sure that Facebook would not be on board. There you go. Jeff, I put out a call to action. I said, hey, internet. Since this is a wrestling podcast, who is your favorite wrestler? Jeff? Do we have any that we know? Me and you? No, no, I'm saying have people responded with any? Rowdy, Rowdy, <laughs> Go ahead and give the shout out. All right. King Gage. Like the Ultimate Warrior. Lalo Guzman, Lalo 3000, Bret Hart. Abo Cows. Our guy out in London, Daniel Bryan. I don't know if that's a wrestler or not. 
yes, yes. But I guess yes, but it doesn't sound like because it's not the Ultimate Warrior. Doesn't yeah, doesn't have like a wrestling. Is, is Bret Hart a wrestling name? Yeah. All right. Bret Hart, Heartbreaker, all that stuff. <laughs> Dave from the Bronx, Young Chipotle said Kofi Kingston. That's one of the guys in the thing. Okay. He's, he's a he's a wrestler now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Pontification. That's F Bloom. Great name. Yeah. Said AJ Styles. That is a name. I, I couldn't even tell you if that person's a wrestler. Like, 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 no, no, I guess we have to get over this idea that like WWE is the only wrestling league. Because oh, there, you and I both know that there are many leagues, multiple leagues. Yeah. I was always a WCW oh, fan. Oh man, growing up, Jeff. Little throwback, little throwback. Wait, also, that's Jeff's, that's Jeff's wrestling move. Uh, Alex White from the Lost in Culture podcast out of Dallas said Goldberg, our Jewish brother. There you go. Uh, Shaquille Sunflower HK underscore Domino said Shawn Michaels. Lawrence R. Comedy said RVD. Don't know if that, I don't know what that is. Right. Doped Out, Doped Out, Doped Out said The Rock. That's somebody I've heard of. And Grindstone Cowgirl, Bloody Boral from Illinois said my name's Coral. My favorite wrestler is Shawn Michaels. We have the same birthday. Well, Happy birthday to both of you. Exactly right. It is Libra season. <laughs> Shout out to all our wrestleheads out there. Shout out to all you guys for listening. As always, not for real, for real. Next week, the fuck, 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 the fuck